Welcome to Mental Millennials with your host, Shelby Friesen. So today I am here with Michaela Karam and <laughs> and uh, we, I actually, I think we got in touch through um, the, the resort uh, Instagram yeah. and I checked out her page and it was about mental health and you were doing some blog posts and things. So I thought to ask about doing a podcast episode as well and get to hear more about your story and everything that um, you've been doing now. So we're going to start with uh, kind of when you first realized you were dealing with uh, mental health things and, and how that's evolved uh, to what you're doing now. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me on here. Appreciate no problem. It. <laughs> the more people that can talk about this kind of thing, the better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, my anxiety started when I was in grade eight. Um, so I have something called vertigo. So okay. I was a figure skater for... I think 15 or 16 years and as soon as I stopped skating so I had a few injuries I like broke my low back um like my tailbone to low back I broke my knees I was just I was it was a lot on the body um mm-hmm. and I started developing vertigo so all of a sudden I would be sitting in class and the room would just fucking spin and I would throw up and it was just awful um so then I started getting anxious about that because obviously if you're you don't know when it's coming on it can create a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. um so i started getting anxiety when i was in grade eight and then it kind of developed into depression and i tried a bunch of different medications um i worked with counselors and things like that which the counselors were really helpful Mm -hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until i was 27 so 26 27 i started getting suicidal thoughts my moods were like either really good, like super high. I was on top of the world and then I would just crash and burn. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it wasn't until I was 28 that they diagnosed me with bipolar type two. Okay. And with that came, of course, new medications and my body does not respond to meds. Like it's, it's pretty hard to get a medication that doesn't have a lot of side effects. Okay. And a lot of side effects when it comes to any like mood stabilizer or antipsychotic is dizziness, panic attacks. And I'm like, well, fuck, we're like treating one area (laughs) and then we're causing all the other things that give me anxiety. Like what is happening? This is not, this is not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we ended up finding one medication that works as a mood stabilizer. And it's like, I am on the lowest dose. My doctor's like, it's not really doing anything. I'm like, okay, I've been on it for four years. We're doing good. Like, let's not yeah change anything so you um, haven't increased the amount it's just like you started it's very small and it's the same yeah okay. so people typically go up to 300 milligrams and i'm on 12.5 that's good though i feel like that's nice and safe if you ever wanted to not take it you're not like screwed yeah, by it exactly and i mean medications for me was helpful but also doing talk therapy was like what really shifted and changed my kind of Mm -hmm. mood um and knowing like doing to-do lists and like doing a brain dump of things Mm -hmm. uh, i find super helpful and yeah i mean i see a therapist twice a month okay Um, and i go to couples counseling just because i'm dealing with my own shit and i needed him to understand how to cope and how to handle and just in case i ever get too high for him to know the warning signs Right, um, right. To know that maybe you're coming down after or, or 
Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like, or, oh shit, she's going too high. We need to like get her to sleep more. And we need to like, because for me, when I get too high, I stop eating and I stop sleeping. Right. And I mean, great for weight loss, but like, <laughs> then I'm nourished. My, my brain isn't being fed, mm-hmm. which then makes everything so much worse. Um, and then of course the no sleep, like if anyone's getting an hour or two hours of sleep a night for like weeks and months on end, you're going to be a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah counseling, sure. I think the counseling is what's really helped. Um, and you've been doing that since like high school. Since high school. So, and I am 34. Oh my God, I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've said it out loud since I turned 34 a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, so I guess ever since I was 17, I've been seeing a counselor. And then now I see like a psychotherapist. Um, so a little I, above. Yeah, just <laughs> a little bit more advanced. Um, <laughs> and then my... Yeah, my couples counseling is done with a counselor and she is phenomenal. Like it Mm -hmm. has made such a difference in my relationship, just knowing that he's learning the tools to help me. And I'm also learning about him and how to communicate and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds very useful. I've never done couples counseling, but I know a lot of people who do do it and find it really helpful. Yeah, I mean, I had one person say to me, you're six months in and you're seeing a couples counselor, like your relationship is doomed. And I'm like, mm, or is it going to be stronger than ever? Because we're learning how to communicate mm-hmm. and we're learning about each other. And yeah. So for, I mean, it works for us. It might not work for everybody. Um, well, I feel like it doesn't have, I think people look at those things and think that you would only use a counselor uh, if things are bad. Um, and yeah. not that like, obviously, you have stuff that you guys are figuring out um, together, but at the same time, even if things are good or okay, it doesn't mean you can't go and things can't be even better. Um, exactly. So I think people just put a negative touch on those all the time, right? People think you got to wait till everything's so bad that you should talk about it. But what if everything's good? Cause I yeah. find with my, with my life coach, a lot of the times when I feel like I'm good and I'm like, man, I don't need this fucking guy anymore. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm not gonna go I'm good screw it I'm like I feel so good and then I'm like oh, okay I should just go I should just go and then when I do and I feel that way I leave and every time I'm like I'm an idiot I can't believe I thought I wasn't gonna go and right? you'll get so much stuff out of it exactly and there is a lot of stigma around it there's a lot of stigma around medication there's a ton of stigma around therapy I mean the world would be a better place if everyone spoke to somebody and like mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I don't know I I haven't figured out why people think therapy is a bad thing or a life coach. Like I I worked with a life coach when things were really dark in my life. I had a life coach that literally helped me get out of bed and mm-hmm. like on call twenty four hours a day. I've called her at two o'clock in the morning when I'm having those dark we call them my like dark thoughts, but those like insane thoughts that are like they're so not real but in that moment you're like holy fuck like Mm -hmm. am I gonna go and like drive to Lionsgate Bridge like is that is that a thing is that am I acting on this what's happening so having someone that you can talk about that with and talk about what's going on in your brain without judgment and that they have the tools to help you Mm -hmm. so 
I, yeah, I worked with a life coach. Um, she's retired now, but I still check in with her every couple months. Um, yeah, she was amazing. And she, I learned so many skills from her that I'm like teaching my partner so that when I forget, he'll be like, Hey, remember this? I think we need to like extend your timeline because Mm -hmm. when you dump everything in one area, all of a sudden you're getting overloaded, like looking at a list with like 18 things. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) how am I going to get that all done? (laughs) And it's like, just extend the timeline. Like this doesn't have to be done all in one day. And then you don't get overwhelmed. So that app that you were talking about earlier, like the things app, I think that Mm -hmm. would be, that's a great thing. I'm definitely going to download. Yeah. It's awesome. how How you can kind of push things. You can have different projects, but then everything will show up if you look in today for things that are marked for like that day. Um, okay. Yeah. It's super nice because you can kind of push things around in different places and it right. just keeps it super clean and organized for like what you're actually going to do um, right. that day. Because yeah, I noticed like if I write a to-do list right now, it's kind of like, okay, things I need, I, I know I need to do all week, but I don't need to look at 50 to 75% of those things today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. So yeah, so after, so I did not think I would make it to 28. I was like, I am so in the dark. I am so suicidal. I don't want to be here. There is no point. I'm out. Um, and I actually, I had a few times where I've like made a plan, wrote letters, and there's not a lot of people that know that um, mm-hmm. because I think they would get scared. But there has been pl- like times that I have planned it out and I'm like, I, I, I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. And I had this, I actually went to church for like the first time, other than like going for Christmas with my family. Um, but I reached out to my cousin. I was in Florida at the time. I had a brutal breakup. So I quit my job and I went to go see my family in Florida. They live in Florida and Jamaica. So I was there for about six weeks and I remember telling him like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And he was like, when you come back to Vancouver, like I want to take you to church. And, and who I'm was like, this? Sorry. Who was going to take you? Your cousin. Like, yeah. Okay. I was like, really? Like, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to, like, I'm done. I, I don't have any energy. I was like below, like my battery was completely fried. Mm-hmm. Came back and I was like, one last chance. I'll give it a go. So I went to church and there was someone speaking there about how she was suicidal and how someone saved her. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. It was insane. I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like I'm listening to this girl's story about how, and she like, she had substance abuse and that's something I've never suffered with, Mm -hmm. but her substance abuse, suicide, suicide attempts, and I was just sitting there and I just cried. And I was like, okay, I, I, I have to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, In her story, who saved her? I don't remember. Was it like a person or, or were they basing it around uh, like God? I don't know if it was a person, but I remember sitting there being like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you probably weren't paying that, that much attention. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Weird. Um, It's almost like he planned it. Right? (laughs) And so I started to go to church and I got a new job. um, And I ended up getting even worse. And I was like, fuck. 
Like I was really good for a couple months. I think probably about a good year. I was like feeling good. I was going to church. I was journaling. I was napping during the days that I wasn't working. Like I, I had balance. Mm-hmm. And then of course, which typically happens is once you have something that's working for you, you're like, oh, I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go to church anymore. I don't need to be journaling. I don't need to be going for walks every night. I'm good. I feel good now. So I stopped doing everything that was working. And then I got even worse. And I went on medical leave, quit my job, could not get out of bed. Like my sister, I lived with my sister at the time and she would make me coffee and leave it outside my bedroom door just to get me out of bed. Hmm. Like she would, I was like, just bring me the coffee. She's like, no, I'm putting it here. You need to get out of bed. And she hmm. would always leave notes, um, which, yeah, I don't even think she knows how like, I'm getting emotional. Um, <laughs> how much those little things really helped mm-hmm. um and when someone is struggling so much that they literally can't get out of bed those little things literally make all the difference mm-hmm. um, it's just having those people in your life that know you're struggling don't know how to help but try and do these little things um and that's when I met my life coach and I started working with her and I was seeing her every week for three hours and then I would have homework. And I remember being like worried about my finances. How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to buy groceries? How am I going to put gas in my car? And my dad, and I went to my mom and dad, and they both said, this is your new job is to get better. So mm-hmm. we've got you, we'll cover it, but your job is to get better. So you have to put the work in and do the homework and do what's being asked and do your assignments. And it was, it was a game changer. Mm-hmm. And out of that, came a brand called pay it forward and the brand was t-shirts and cards that said you are loved and you mattered because so you, I, and you you created that yeah so yeah, i created okay. that in the midst of like pure chaos i was like but <laughs> i need to i need to start giving back because one of the things my life coach said was wake up write your gratitude list and i'm like what do i have to be grateful for i literally can't go to bed mm-hmm like you have a family, you have a dog, you have a house, you have food in your fridge, you have running water, you have, and she just listed off all these things that I completely took for granted mm-hmm. because I was so far in the fucking dirt that I couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I started doing things for people. I started buying flowers for my friends. I started mailing them out cards of just like happy Tuesday, like, Maybe they're on the Friday, but like, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but knows the postal system. Um, yeah. It was just like cards that would make people feel loved and appreciated. I'm like, how oh, people need this more. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, people need to start paying it forward. So I would go through a drive through and pay for the person behind me. And those little things as selfless as they were, were very selfish for me because it was a way that I would start feeling better Mm -hmm. by helping somebody else. I helped myself. And then I, yeah, I created the brand pay it forward gear. I had it for four years. So I sold t-shirts that said pay it forward. Okay. Uh, All the profits would go towards mental health in the community. Or if there was a charity that like the covenant house once a year, they do the sleep out. So then money would go towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, so any profit, like it was nonprofit to this day, it's still 
I'll get into that, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't make any money off of it. Um, and then I created these scatter kindness cards, which they said, you are appreciated, you are loved, you matter, you are enough, and you belong here. And I'd put them in envelopes, write a handwritten card and go scatter them. I would put them in bookstores, like hidden in books. I would put them on trails. I would buy Starbucks cards and put them in and like leave them anywhere. So I would scatter kindness. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It was, you know, it was the best. Was there, sorry, this, um, was there a way that people knew that they, that it was like your brand or something? Did you have it tagged? Like they could go to your Instagram and know that it was like your thing? Yeah. So they would know if they went to Instagram, they would see it because at the bottom of every card, it had like at pay it forward gear. Oh, cool. Or like hashtag scatter kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, which now thinking about that, I need to rechange it because I've closed pay it forward gear and turn it into something else. Um, but literally doing, I would spend all day doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great. Like I felt like Santa Claus. I'm like, <laughs> I am just making people's day. Like some would have like $20 bills in them. Yeah, some yeah. have like a blends gift card or a Starbucks gift card or a Tim Hortons card or like parking change. And I would go and put it on parking meters. So on my 28th birthday, that's what kind of sparked it was I did 28 random acts of kindness. So on, I went around on that day. On my birthday, yeah. So on my 28th birthday, when I was like, I am not making it here, and I made it. It's 28. I was like, oh, I gotta like celebrate this in a way I've never done. So I asked my family and friends for money for my birthday. I'm like, I want money so I can go and pay it forward. Mm-hmm. We went around and did 28 random acts of kindness on my birthday. There was my mom, my sister, my now brother-in-law, um, and a couple other people that we would go, and we did this all day. And it was so much fun. Well, that's cool too, how supportive like your family is and that they actually came and did it. They weren't just like, oh, okay, this is dumb. Yeah, no, they were so supportive. And we had a family dinner like a couple days before celebrating my birthday and my cousins and I, I have like 21 first cousins, like Mm -hmm. 20, 21, big family. (laughs) Um, And like, there was probably about 10 to 15 of us sitting in a room coming up with different ideas on you know, what we can do to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. My family is extremely supportive and I am like for, if it wasn't for my family, there is no way I would be here. Like Mm -hmm. there, there's not a chance in hell I would still be here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so from that 28, what, sorry, I was just, what did you do for the kindness acts? Like a few of them that differed from like the cards and stuff you did, uh, before. Yeah, so the cards actually came later. Oh, okay. I'm just kind of jumping all around. That's my okay. Like, <laughs> um, so one of them putting quarters on shopping carts, like every shopping cart at Save On, mm-hmm. so that people didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, I and forgot I had- that used to be a thing. They don't have that anymore. Right? <laughs> they still do at Walmart. You still have to put a, a coin in. And I'm like, this is not COVID safe. <laughs> <laughs> Like make them all free. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, I had like these little tiny things that said random acts of kindness, and I didn't have any label on it. Like there was no going back to pay it forward because pay it forward didn't exist at this time. Okay. Um, 
one of my favorite ones was we went and bought a bunch of flowers and we went to a grave site up near my house mm-hmm. um, and we put the flower we walked around the grave site and we put flowers on really really old tombstones because mm-hmm. we figured well people might not even be alive anymore to like do this for this person right so old like they died in like 1902 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like who's st- like unless it's like their great great you know yeah right exactly they'd um, like it, they'd be two generations behind now yeah so we did so that was one of them uh we took donuts like t- we bought a bunch of Tim Hortons donuts we took them to the fire station we took them to the NICU nurses at Lionsgate Hospital um we what else did we do that's oh, a lot of stuff for one day <laughs> We bought a bunch of lottery tickets and put them on people's cars, like attached in a Ziploc bag, lottery ticket with like the note saying, this is how I'm celebrating my birthday. Um, so we did that. We did, man, I'm trying to think what else we did. Money on parking meters, um, flowers to our neighbors, uh, sent out cards to people. I still have that list somewhere and there was, yeah, 28 things that we did. <laughs> That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. You should frame that or something. Right. Like it was <laughs> a lot of fun. And then, so every year around my birthday, I do something similar. So, um, we take like gloves, toques, socks down to the downtown East side, um, pay for the people behind us in line. And then, yeah, it kind of turned into the brand pay it forward gear which then turned into the scatter kindness cards, which now is called talk mental to me. So I want okay. to get more into blogging, um, more around like getting rid of the stigma around mental health and also letting people know that you can be at your fucking darkest and still turn it into something positive. Mm-hmm. And even in those dark moments, like I did not have the capacity to pull myself out. I mm-hmm. needed someone to pull me out. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a couple months ago and I started to like slip again and I was a self-harmer for years and nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit it very well and I started dating a new person who's still in my life, which is amazing. I'm like, oh, we made it a year. You're still here. You haven't how, left yet. How did you meet? Like if you're, I mean, I guess you're obviously still going out and doing things. Yeah. So... Yeah. I was, I actually met them through my neighbor. No way. (laughs) So I met them through my neighbor. I went over there. My neighbor, Tara, phoned me and was like, hey, our buddy's over. It's their birthday. Do you want to come over and have cake? And I'm like, I like cake. Okay. (laughs) So I like threw sweats on, went over and I sat beside them and I was like, this person is really cool. Mm. And they thought the same thing, but I was like, I had made a deal with myself that day, like literally. So I had therapy that day and I was like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not, I'm deleting all like the tinders, the bumbles. I'm deleting everything. (laughs) When God has the person for me, they will enter my life somehow. Mm -hmm. But like no more online dating, no more apps. I was done because Mm -hmm. I had some horror stories and some of them were kind of funny. But other than that, I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. I met them and I'll never forget that day. I was like, oh, fuck, he works fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. And they are very good with mental health and anxiety and depression and learning. Um, 
So I had to make a promise to him that I wouldn't self-harm anymore. And I was like, I, I don't think I thought that it would be that hard. I was like, oh, well, I'm feeling great now. Like life is good. I have a career. I'm doing things like I'm good. And then of course you go down like the roller coaster and now I'm in my low and I, yeah, he's had to pull me out a few times of the lows mm -hmm. and he's stuck around, which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still have the highs. I still have the lows. Mm -hmm. I've just learned how over the years of life coach and therapy of what my warning signs are. And I have to have the strength to be like, oh shit, I, on my days off right now, I work three days a week. So on my two days off during the week, I need to recharge and I need to stay home and, you know, have a nap in the afternoon and read a book. I love reading. Mm -hmm. And what I tend to do, and my partner gets so mad, he's, <laughs> I like create all these things to do on my days off. So like today there's 17 things for me to do on my day off. <laughs> This when he comes home from work, he'll be like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? This, no, <laughs> it gets like you just you feel so happy, and you're like, Oh, I can do it. Like, of course, I can go to the mall and get this, and of course, I can wrap presents, and of course, I can take the dogs out, and of course, I can do this. Oh, I'll drop that off, I'll go get groceries, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll cook dinner. I'll, you know, you just get mm -hmm. into these things, and then all of a sudden, you look at your list and you're like, Sweet, 17 things I've just planned for today on my day off that should be my rest day. <laughs> So I'm not very good at that yet. <laughs> I'm trying. Still working on it. I'm still working on it. But that app, that app might save me because then I won't have 17 things to do in a day. Mm -hmm. You can push them. I can push them. I can push them to the weekend if I wanted to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so talk mental to me is more of. Is, so is that your career? Like what's your career then? Like, I guess are you making money from these things to pay yourself to work on them more or are you working a job and doing these on the side? So I'm, I recently just did a career shift. So okay. I was a physician's assistant at a medical clinic downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually just got a new job yesterday was my first official day working at the North shore disability resource center. Okay. It's working with people with disabilities. Um, you know, helping them fill out. I don't actually help them with their forms, but I do the admin side of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like day one was really good. And I That's think it's awesome. been a great fit because it aligns with who I am. Mm -hmm. like helping people, understanding disabilities, knowing about, I guess, trying to take your disability and turn it into a strength. Because for years, I thought I have a disability. That means I'm weaker than everybody else. Mm -hmm fact it's the complete <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like yeah so mm -hmm. that's that's what I do during the day I do that three days a week um, nice. and I have the ability to go into the office or work from home oh that's so awesome low day and I don't want to get out of bed I have my work computer here that I can check in do my work that needs to get done but I don't need to leave the house so they're they're very understanding about mental health and disabilities and things like that so did um, you talk like before you got this job did you tell them like sometimes I might have a low and I'll have to stay home and won't be able to do that much yeah so I was very transparent they asked me why I was interested in the job and I said 
I used a resource center five years ago when I went on disability with the government um, for my mental health. And I still get low days and I have really good days. And this is who I am. Like mm -hmm. I, I literally unloaded everything. I think because I didn't have anything to lose because I had a job at the time. Right. Okay. So like you weren't like worried. Yeah. I wasn't like, I'm going to go out and find a new job. It was, the job was kind of presented to me um, by someone who worked there that was like, I think you would be a really good fit. You're very empathetic. You know, people you've been there before. This could be something really good for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I laid my cards out on the table. And I think that can hurt people sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, I'm mental, you know, I'm mentally ill some days or I have mental health struggles. Some people will be like, yeah, we don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. Because there's still that stigma around it. Whereas mm -hmm. that person is probably going to be one of your most hardworking people, most kind, caring people that you'll ever hire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really cool how you did do that because I think a lot of people are obviously scared to mm -hmm. tell people or they're super scared that they, if they do, they won't get a job. Um, right. And I think that would be, yeah, I think that's awesome that they're willing to do that. It makes you feel more comfortable too because just the stress of thinking, shit, I might get fired if I don't show up today right. instead of going, um, okay, doesn't matter. Like I can still work and it's all good. Yeah. And I think it is hard being that open and vulnerable for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I think the benefit of where I work is they are a disability resource center. So they mm -hmm. help with typically with physical disabilities um, and working with kids with autism and, you know, mm -hmm. so that was an advantage for me to share my story and just to let them know. So I do that three days a week and then I do social media for companies. So I got into social media because I was stuck at home. I wouldn't be able to leave the house. So I was mm -hmm. like, fuck, I need to figure this out to get a job, figure out how to make money. Um, so I've been doing that for over 10 years. And what and do I you do for that? Do you like do strategy stuff or you actually run the social? So I run their social. So right now I have three clients. And three is like my sweet spot. Um, I could go up to four, but then again, then I'm not, I'm losing my me time. I'm losing my rest time. I'm losing my balance. Um, so three clients is kind of my sweet spot. I have everybody on a contract um, and I do their posting for them, respond to DMs, respond to comments, help them with strategies of, okay, we're coming into Christmas. What kind of things can we do to promote what do we want to do? Do we want to give back to what's charity? Um, things like that, like just work with mm -hmm. them. And that's typically one of my clients is over on the Island. So I don't see them. So I do FaceTime with them or texting and stuff like that. So things. Yeah. Um, so those are my two kind of main gigs on how I pay my bills and how I live. And then the talk mental to me is just something that I shut down, pay it forward gear January this year. Okay. Stopped it. Just didn't, wasn't feeling it anymore. I was getting overwhelmed and mm -hmm. I was putting a lot of money into it and not getting like not right. even able to cover the basic expenses of the business. Mm -hmm. 
so my accountant was like, you're literally in the hole every year. What are you doing? And I'm like, it's fun. Like, it makes me feel good. And he's like, okay, but can you figure out how to feel good without being in the hole every year? Like, you're negative every year. And I'm like, yeah, okay. was it Was it even close? Like, no. Because you were selling the... <laughs> Because <laughs> you were selling the gear to try and pay to do these things. Yeah. So my problem was I would like someone would reach out and be like, I really love your gear, but I can't afford it. I'm like, no worries. I'll send it to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's dad, all good. My dad was like, what, like charge them cost. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, but like, I feel bad. And he's like, oh, you are not a business person like this. Like, <laughs> so I struggled Need with more that. money for a business like that. Yeah. So I needed, you know, um, so the, um, like the, the cost of the shirts were never being covered. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't have someone who was printing as I needed them, I had to buy them in bulk. Right. So I still have some stock and I'm like, what am I doing with this stock? Like mm -hmm. a year later. Um, yeah. So it was just I, kind of like a logical decision to try something else, I guess. Yeah. And then, okay. so now I've turned it into, and then, yeah, so sorry. I was sitting down with a couple of my friends and I was like, I, I miss doing the talk. Like I miss talking about mental health, mm -hmm. I miss sharing my story. I miss helping people when I would come up with like a plan of like 19 ways to pay it forward and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so we were sitting around having tea and my friends like, what about like talk mental to me? And I was like, Oh, I like that name. She's like, <laughs> talk about mental health, talk about your story, share your story, um, come up with ideas, things that have helped you along the way. So then I, it's turned into that. So I'll have companies send me products sometimes of like, here's a melatonin sleep pen, try it out, see what you think. So I'll try their product out. If it helps, perfect. I'll blog about it or I'll write, you know, do a couple stories on them. But so it's kind of turned into that as well as writing about mental health. Mm -hmm. And that's been for this year you've been doing all of that. Yeah. So it's been, I want to say like maybe two months. Oh, for, for the talk mental to me stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I uh, kept my followers from pay it forward. Like mm -hmm. I never shut the account down and I had um, one company who's a friend of mine was like, Hey, can I buy your Instagram off you? Like delete everything, but take your followers. And I was mm -hmm. like, there was always something in the back of my head that was like, don't do it. Yeah. Like, you've worked five years to get to where you are. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do it, but I just left, like it just stayed dormant. So I lost like probably 2000 followers over that mm -hmm. course of time that I didn't post anything. Um, and then, yeah, sitting around. How, how like, long did you not post for like, like eight months? Yeah, probably six to eight months. Like okay. I think I went in like, a couple times and just would post a quote of right. like life is shit right now but it's okay we're all in the same boat like 2020 sucks like yeah like it's a lot of people are struggling and there's there's a lot of good things that have come out of 2020 um but there's been a lot of shit mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so then I, yeah talk mental to me kind of grew and now I do maybe like a post or two a week on that but that's about it um, like on the social or on the, on the website? On the social. And then what do you, what's your kind of like strategy for blog posting? Are you doing like just one, like one a week? 
I try. I think it's been about two weeks since I've done my last one. And is it um, always I, about you? Nope. So it can be... Um, or you like do these products and stuff too. So I'll do the products sometimes, but typically it's like right now I have one in the bank of how to maintain boundaries. Okay. Or so it's things like that, things that have helped me that I've learned. So boundaries, how to not take things personally. Mm-hmm. Like that was a huge thing that I'm still learning how, because I am so sensitive that if someone says something to me, I'm like, Oh, like that fucking hurt. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, why do you take it personally? Like that had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right. But I take things personally. And there's <laughs> right. But, but it's still about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, have you so, read anything from Michael Singer before? No. I'll send you something after this. Okay. All right. I was going to write it down, but you're good. <laughs> yeah. Michael Singer. Okay. Does he write books or just blog posts and stuff? Uh, books. Books okay. and he has some audible, audio, audible stuff, but they're not books. He does like, it's like an audible course. It's not really a course. It's literally the same as him doing a book, except he doesn't never made them in book format so sometimes it goes deeper than the stuff in his books which is cool there's one that like i've listened there's one that i've listened to like five times this year oh okay really good and it's like exactly what you're talking about about not letting external things change how you feel essentially right Mm -hmm. cool yeah if you could send that that'd be great oh yeah i will (laughs) (laughs) you're like yes you need this (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome yeah um so, so then now with the blog posting, that's, that's what you're going to do moving forward. And like, what do you see with it moving forward? Like what's kind of the plan with it or, or your goals? Like where do you see it next year sort of deal? Hopefully growing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, typically blog like, posting and writing and being able to help people and like not becoming an influencer, but someone's like creating a page that people can get, come to that they can read about things that can help them with their mental health. So like mm. how to not take things personally, things like that is going to help someone maybe find the tools to mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. You definitely have a lot of stuff to share. So that's awesome. Yeah. Do you ever think about like integrating a clothing line to that as well? Like, I feel like that's a cool name. Um, right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but then what if I get back into the trap? of like so I did that I created I have these like vintagey type shirts right now that say pay it forward on them because they were such a good seller or people really like them mm-hmm. because I was a ton of them away uh, <laughs> but so I created another one and I was like I'm just gonna have this one at home did you and design have, them yourself I worked with a designer so I came okay. to them with my ideas on paper and then they turned it into a logo nice Cause I'm not really good at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the other day I'm like, I looked at my dining room table. I'm like, I have 30 shirts here. Like, what am I? And then I thought, what am I doing with these shirts? I literally closed the brand down in January, like January 1, 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now coming into December, I ordered 30 shirts. And like, <laughs> I don't know. My partner's like, it's fine. Like we'll figure out, figure out how to sell them again. Like mm-hmm. the money goes to something. So that's a good product. Mm-hmm. but I haven't really marketed that I have them yet so I need to get on that <laughs> yeah I think it'd be cool to like maybe integrate both uh if you could like into the new yeah. name too after but yeah I mean there's got to be a, a line between 
I mean, I think people will buy them, especially if someone connects and gets something out of what you're saying on your blog post, that'll make them want to support you. And it's not like, even if you are taking profit, you're, you're the one giving the value in these things and spending your time doing it. So I don't think it's bad to be able to pay yourself to do that. Cause like essentially if you got to get paid by that and that's all you got to do all day was give people helpful content, like that's more valuable for everybody else than not being able to do that. That's so true. I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> See, this is why I need people in my circle. <laughs> yeah. Like if, it, if it's sustainable, I mean, it's not that you can't give back and do all those things, but the more that you're right. allowed to do that and the more you can help, the more all of those things can, can be, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. I like hmm. it. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be some, you'll be able to cross it all over. I mean, there's a reason that you've done all those things and you're learn and that you're learning what you are. Um, right. I, I just find like all the skills I usually learn at some point in my life. I'm like, man, like I'm, all of these are integrating and there's a reason that I had all these random different jobs that maybe weren't the same thing. And then you're kind of like a couple right. years later, like, Oh shit. Like there's a reason I designed t-shirts. There's a reason that I'm talking about mental health there's a reason those go together and maybe that's not even a thing but that could be five years from now there's something completely different than that but you go man there's a reason for all the stuff you have planned very true maybe yeah Yeah. Yeah. no i like that Mm -hmm. um yeah well that's awesome like I'm, i'm excited to see what comes from all of it and and the posts and everything that um yeah, everything that comes from from all of this, it'll be cool to see it. Uh, be interesting. Or, or can, yeah, because it's still so new. Like, like I think for for your blogging stuff, at least it's only been a couple months. Um, stuff can take a big shift too. It's always like what you think it might be a year from now. It never is usually, <laughs> and not in a bad way. Usually, it's just like stuff happens or stuff doesn't work out, and you have to make changes, and it becomes uh, something. So it's cool to see how, how that unfolds. Yeah. I think next year will be super exciting to like kind of follow this new path and see what, what all happens with it. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to touch or talk on? No, we you feel good. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we covered a lot. Yeah. That was awesome. Okay. Um, do you have any final words then? It always gets better. (laughs) Like, I know that people say that, but like you can, if you can find a way to turn what you think a weakness is into a strength, you win. Mm -hmm. So find your circle. You need people in your circle that are going to lift you up and push you when you don't want to. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. I think, I think (laughs) a lot of people resonate with that and need that. Um, And, and I'll, Two on the episode, we can link your your blog website and your social and all that stuff, so okay. people can uh, come through and follow it. Okay. And yeah, I'll I'll send you a follow up email anyways, and you can send me that stuff. So sweet, okay. awesome. Good. Well, it was cool. It was awesome to hear about all the stuff. I loved the the twenty eight things on your birthday and and all of that stuff. It's okay. super cool to hear about it, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Can't wait. Awesome. Thank you. Go take care. You too.